Boker Tov, we continue in the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. We uh, are just yesterday, right at the end of the class, we just began the next part of the Pesuk Zimra of Vayivorech David. And we're talking about the sentence of Lucha Hashem HaGidulav HaGivura, etc., which uh, is referring to the seven spheros. And uh, we explained Chesek Vortiferis and what each sphere was and how Malchus is the Malchus of making sure that the, uh, the, the uh, energy that is there gets directed and is acted upon uh, in a real way. So now we go to, to the last part, well, not the last part, but the sixth part of this statement after Lacha Hashem Agedula Vagivura Vatiferas Vanetzach Vahod. Now we know the sixth sphere is Yesod. It doesn't say Vyasod, it says Kichol Bashomai Mavaritz. For everything in heaven and earth. Okay, Targim Yonason explains that that means Ma'achet Shomai Mavaritz. That you connect, you bind up together the heavens and the earth, the one who connects the heavens and the earth. Okay, because between the heavens and the earth there's a great distance, a big difference. Okay, as the Pasuk in Yeshaya says, Kigavu Shomayim Eretz, heavens are way, way higher than the earth. Just like, just like the heavens are way higher than the earth, so is, Hashem says, my thoughts are much higher than your thoughts. So this attribute is an attribute of connecting the heavens and the earth together. Okay? And uh, there's different ways of saying this idea of connecting heaven and earth. One of them is the word Kedusha. Kedusha, holiness. What does holiness mean? What does it mean to be holy? It means to be on the earth with heavenly forces within yourself. And that's how you connect the heavens and the earth, and that is the attribute of Yosef at Tzadik. The word Baruch also has a manifestation of the attribute of Yesod, because that connects the heaven and the earth. When a person prays, his head is in the heaven. When a person eats, his stomach is in the earth like a behemoth. But when a person makes a bracha before he eats, he brings kedusha into the earth. And that is called binding the heaven and the earth. So that's, that's what kedusha is. The first one who was able to bind the heaven and the earth was Yaakov Avinu, as he saw in his dream of the ladder, where the ladder's feet were on the ground, but the head was in the heavens. And that was his mission in life. You see that Yaakov Avinu, the Torah talks more about his physical, mundane life more than anybody else. It talks about him having children, raising children, taking care of the animals. How does he develop his business? A lot of physical things, but don't think he was just a physical guy. He was doing them all with Kedusha Dahara. And that is Kedusha, sanctifying that which is giving a heavenly reality to the physical worlds below. And therefore, his favorite son, the one that was the, to continue his legacy, is Yosef HaTzadik because of the meat of Yesod 
as he was inside the Tumah of Egypt, inside a house of a very immoral woman, and to that place, he brings the throne of glory of Hashem, the image of his father Yaakov. He brought heaven into the depths of the earth and passed his deaths. So this idea of Kedusha is to bind up the heavens and the earth. And that's a unique quality that Hashem has. After we say Hashem has the Gedula, the Gevura, the Ferris, and the Netzerahod, that's all very nice. But guess what? That is all in the heavens. Wonderful. Now we got to take all that and give it an expression in this lowly earth. And what's the best example of this is Torah. There is nothing that binds up heaven and earth as well as the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu himself was able to do it. As the Medrash says, that Moshe is from the top down, he was an Ish. But from the top up, he was an Ish Elohim. Okay, what an example of bonding it up. Eliohanavi was bound up with this. And therefore, a month of Shabbos, where we know that Shabbos is such a flow of Kedusha, we are in the heavens. But then we make Avdola, suddenly we become Chulin, mundane. And we need something to connect the heavens and the earth together, and that's Malava Malka. And the whole arrangement of Matzi Shabbos, we keep rem- remembering Eliyahu Novi because he is the one that binds up heaven and earth. Eliyahu never was able to bring fire from the heavens at Mount Carmel. He gathered people together and says, Aren't you with Hashem? Go after him. And if you're after the Baal, you go after the Baal. And people were jumping between both areas. Because what? Because Hashem is in the heavens, but he's not in the earth. So Eliyahu brings the fire from the heaven to bond that up together. And when Mashiach is going to come, who will bring back the essence of the Torah to us. If Moshe Rabbeinu is going to come and he's going to want to tell us the Messiah from Shemaim, we're going to tell him, Loga Shemaim, it's not in the heavens anymore. And it says Moshe already died. And similarly, Yoshua, none of these people were able to bring it. Nothing, nobody. Not Rabbi Akiva Eger, only Eliyahu Anavi. That's why we say, Teiko. That Eliyahu Navi, he is the one who binds up the beginning of the world to the end of the world. Because why? He is always alive. He never died. He lives in the heavens. He has that Mesorus because Pinchas is Eliyahu. Pinchas got the Torah from Moshe. And now he can bond up the beginning of the Sinai experience through all generations. And Eliyahu Navi is going to be the one who brings the Mashiach who will bond up the heavens and the earth and that is the main vote of a person to live here on planet earth but to bring the heaven into the earth okay and therefore one of these expressions of this is to take all the power of Hashem as it were when Hashem when he created the world and bring it all down here through the Torah through the mitzvahs you take a little tzitzis that costs you used to be cheaper, okay, now it has to cost more like $20, $25. But you can now bring it to the Kisei HaKavod. That's the whole point of the Torah, is to bring God's vision, reality, 
into this world. And that's where we end off. Hashem, All these are great needles, but they're all in the heavens. But everything in the heavens can be bound up to the earth. That's 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 an important concept over here. And then we finish off with Lacho Hashem Hamamlacha. To you Hashem is the realm. And again, this is safer to Hillam David Amelech is binding up us that are five books of the Torah. Even in the future, David Amelech will be the one that will connect us to Olam Haba or his descendant. This world that is full of negativity, sadness, everything in the world, to a place of everything that is good, Shabbos, rest, tranquility, and Dafka David Amelech, because he, his essence, is also able to connect the two worlds together. Very interesting. Avram Avinu was a completely Tahar person. He didn't sin. Yitzchak Avinu was an Ola Tamima, pure sacrifice. Yaakov Avinu was an Ishtam. There were only Kaddish Tahar people. So they couldn't ultimately do the complete connection of the physical world to the spiritual world. But David Amelech, who stumbled in great sins with Bathsheba and others, and he did complete tshuva, he can connect the two worlds at the very end. Because the world is going to be very, very far away from the heavens before Mashiach comes. And not only with actions will David Amelech connect the worlds, but his essence, his essence, as we mentioned um, yesterday, his great-great-grandfather came from Shevet Yehuda, who's the choicest of all the tribes. His great-great-grandmother is Rus, who came from Moab, the lowest of the low. Look at this. On, one, on the father's side, he's the highest of the high. On the mother's side, from Moab, the lowest of the low. And some of those genes connected. You see, this is the ultimate scheme of things. Hashem, the greatness of Hashem is he's manifest in the lowest of the low. So you need someone from Yehuda who's the highest of the high. And Rus, who comes from the lowest of the low, and to bind it together. And Dafka, because David HaMelech, as they say, uh, the, the modern expression now would be a monkey on his back. Mm-hmm. Moore calls it a kupa shal shrotsim, a, a box full of, of, repti- uh, of, of creepy crawly things. But that was always over his head. Everyone always thought negative things about him. But therefore, because of that, he merited what he merited. Because Tonal says, I was never arrogant. And he always felt, I'm like a worm. I'm not even a person. And with that merit of being a low type of feeling, low, he would begin to sing to Hashem and to teach us for generations that even a person who's in the valley of the shadow of death, he can always return and connect to Hashem. And that's what David HaMelech is saying, everything that exists, whether it's in the heavens of the highest of Kedusha, whether it's in the lowest of the lowest of the earth, in every situation, it is what? L'cha Hashem HaMamlacha. Everything is, is possible to be bound up with Hashem. Hashem, you rule over everything. And with this, we can now understand a beautiful custom. I don't know if the art scroll sitter puts it in here. Let me take a look. 
Yes, it does. All right. So the Mishnah brings out the name of the Rizal. When we say the words after, then we say then Vahamisna say Okay, and the sovereignty over every leader. And that follows by wealth and honor come from you. When you finish those words, the custom is to give tzedakah at that point. Now, what is that have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. It appears to be a great disruption to the Dominic. Unless you have a tzedakah can right there. So the Gemara mentions the idea of giving tzedakah before davening. Rabbi Yezer would give a penny, a pruta to an ani, and then would daven. The Pasuk says, Vani I with righteousness grab hold of your face. But the result was Machanish, the specific place to give the tzedakah. And you rule over everything. And what does that mean? Well, try to figure out what is the most gashmiest thing in the world. The most grossly physical thing in the world is money. The whole world rotates around money. Everyone worships money, looking for money. Money is an expression of power, strength. Without money, you can't buy anything. You can't get health, health, nothing. Well, rather with money, right, you you can't buy seichel, you can't buy health, you can't buy a dafa gemara. But there's nothing that stands in the way of money. As Shlomo Melech said, hakesef yanes hakol, money answers everything. Money is the greatest enemy of holiness. Money separates us from Hashem, as it says in Mishlei, lest I become satiated and I become weak and I say, who is Hashem? And I deny and I say, who is Hashem? Wow. On the other hand, there's a place where Hashem is found. A place of impoverishment. Hashem is, he's always with the one who suffers. Imo anochi I'm with him in his pain. Or the Navi says, so says the one who is high and mighty from the highest places I dwell. But Hashem goes down and descends and lives with the brokenhearted. So when we take something that is so far removed from spirituality, such as money, and we use it for tzedakah, what do we do? We bound up those two polaric extremes. And we connect Shemayim Varetz. We connect the Gashmias to the Ruchnias. Tzedakah is that which binds up more than anything else the physical world to the spiritual world. And so too the Tehillim, the songs of David HaMelech, bind us and Hashem. And especially with all those words, Moshel Bakol. You rule everything. That connects the spiritual and physical worlds. We connect it with our mouths, and now we connect it with action. 
put your money where your mouth is. That's the that's mamish the expression. Hashem, you rule everything, so I don't have to have this money. Let me use the money the way you want to use the money. And this part of the davening is what bonds us to Hashem. And that's the preparation that's coming up with Shmona Esrei. We get to the Kisa HaKavod. We accept the yoke of Shemaim with Shema Yisrael. This all needs preparation. Where we now actually bond ourselves up with Hashem in action. Okay. More than that. So we see this. It's just not a theoretical idea of talking to Hashem. You got to play it out. There's another aspect of the idea of giving tzedakah, dafka, at this time. And tzedakah is from the root tzedek. And tzedek is from the expression of tzaddik. So there's a concept of acceptance of prayer. What is the most important aspect of having a prayer being accepted? The most important aspect is who is praying. If we want our prayers to be accepted, we need to have some type of inner aspect of being a tzaddik. Generally speaking, the prayer of a Russia is not accepted. As the Ramam says in Hilchus Chuva, when a person is a sinner, he said he says, Yesterday you were separated from Hashem when you were a Russia. Yesterday you screamed out to Hashem, he doesn't answer. Right? You did mitzvahs, he rips them up. Our Torah is very action-based. A person can say Berchasashachar, he can say Karbonos with all excitement. He can say the Parsha Sakitoras with all excitement. Baruch Shamar, everything with excitement. But it's not, could be, it's not relevant. But Malchus means to take the expressions and making them relevant. So, Rav Pincus relates a story that he once saw himself. He was once involved with, there was a gathering of the big rich people in the world. And the goal was to, to collect money for a particular worthy cause, a very worthy cause. Let's say what it is. One of the people involved was a very wealthy man. And he was very excited. He got everyone who was there. He gave a speech. He said, we all have to give up some money for this great cause. And then one of the wealthy people in the audience gives a big amount. And that rich man, the other rich man, gets up and says, I say that everyone has to double what he already gave. Just now. Double it. And people did it. Except for one person. That rich man was telling everybody to give. And to double it. When, when it came time the next day to start collecting, these were pledges. Pledges is one thing. To give, he just couldn't take the checkbook out and give. And Rapinkas thinks even till the day he wrote this safer, I don't think he ever gave that money. A lot of people talk. Talk is cheap. It's unbelievable, he says. He was the one that got everybody to give. And they were all gave. Wow. 
and they, they like they never gathered so much money before for a certain cause. All of a sudden, he forgot what he said. Person can say Baruch Shamar Ashrei with all the kavanas, but when it comes to action, he's quiet. So therefore, again, what's the most precious thing to a person is money. So therefore, before we enter to Hashem, we have to take a little bit of money out of our pocket. Otherwise, there's no value to all the songs that we sing before Hashem. Tzedakah is, as they say, halacha lemaisa, the halacha in practice. You know, it's not it's not the, 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 the quarter or the loony is going to make you a tzaddik. Right? But that's an expression of this mitzvah to say that Lamaisa, I'm a giver. And in the place that's hardest to bond heaven and earth is with money. And that's tzedek. That's righteousness. And that's what it is. And me with righteousness, I could see your face. I see your essence. It's not enough to see Hashem's essence, so to speak, with excitement. It's very good to be excited, but it's not enough. That's not enough. For Hashem Melech, Hashem Molech. It's all good as long as you know how to take the money out of your pocket. And that's hard. It's always hard for many people. Eventually we do it. But, you know, it's... it's I wouldn't say it's hard for... Some people it's not hard. People who don't make money, it's easy to give it away. Give <laughs> away your parents' money. If you make the money, it's a little bit harder to give the money, but that shows who you are. So therefore, in the middle of the order of prayer, and we say, Amen v'amen, and we come to Vayvarech David, which is the conclusion of Sukkot Zimra. So let's see if you can pass the test in reality that everything is good until the pocket. So let's see it come out of expression in reality. And if you can give that a little bit of money, then it's a truly amen v'amen. And then you really can say, And you rule over everything. And we know the famous word that, you know, when you're thinking about the Shema, you're supposed to think about how Hashem rules over the whole world. Echad. Aleph is one. Ches is eight. Dalet is four. Hashem rules over the seven firmaments and, and the realm on top that's eight, four corners of the world. But you got to remember, he's also the king over the one little old you. Oh, Hashem's in control of everything, except me. So when you give tzedakah after Amen Vamein, it concludes the project that everything everything belongs to Hashem. Everyone praises Hashem. Every breath praises Hashem. And here, here's some money for you, Hashem, to show you that even this money, I will connect to the world as well. And therefore, it, it's a much deeper idea. Sadaka is like unbelievable here. He says, of all the mitzvahs of the Torah, mm-hmm. if you want to get rewarded for it, it depends a lot if you deserve to receive a reward. If the Torah promises, for example, someone who honors their parents, he gets long days, but a person can lose the reward if he sins. Remember, just because you got do things for awards, sins can take it away. He, uh, let's say a doctor, a marshal, a doctor promises a sick person that if he takes the medication that he tells him to do, 
the sickness will go away and he'll be healed. Okay. And what if the guy, while taking the medicine, decides to also take poison? Or decides also to jump off a roof? So the guy is going to go to the doctor and say, I don't understand. You told me if I take the medicine, I'll get better. Yeah, that's true. But you have to make sure you don't do other things to kill yourself at the same time. That's the Torah. Torah, I promise you, long days if you honor your parents. That's a promise. You could, this can't give you a long life. It's a good medicine. But you can't kill yourself in the process. Okay? That's how it is with every mitzvah, except for one. Tzedakah. Never gets, the reward of tzedakah never gets diminished. The tzedakah is like a, a respirator that gives you life. Okay? Now, really, the respirator doesn't give you life. It doesn't heal you. But it contains you that you breathe. It doesn't allow the neshama to leave the body. Because tzedakah talks only mothers. Tzedakah saves you from death. So in every other mitzvah, every other mitzvah, Hashem says, don't test me with mitzvahs. Don't say, well, I did this, you deserve to give me this. Who are we to say what the calculations are in heaven? Who's to say we've done other bad things? But there's one mitzvah, Hashem says through the prophet, yes, give all your tithes, says the Navi, and you'll see, and you can test me and see if I do not open up the heavens for all the blessings. You can test Hashem with tzedakah. If you give stuff, you don't lose. Because it doesn't depend on anyone. It is a direct life force that comes into him. Why? Because that's the point. With tzedakah, we directly connect to Hashem, to the source. Heaven and earth, that's the furthest one from another. If you give tzedakah, then obviously you have to give tzedakah a little bit of the shema. But that, that is the one exception to the rule. And uh, it gives a nice example of this. Look at the virtue of tzedakah. The United States of America is probably the most trafe country in the world mm-hmm. in terms of immorality, all these disgusting things. It's a disgusting place in terms of morality. But we seem to have a pretty nice life. Mm-hmm. Wealthy people, nice houses, everything seems to be good. Yeah, there's problems, but in general, you have to say life in America is pretty good. So Rav Baruch Ber Libuitzikorovrach in his time says, he says there never was a war on the mainland since the uh, the Revolutionary War and the Battle of eighteen twelve. No wars, while everywhere else has lots of wars. No one, you know. Okay, not Rav Baruch Ber though died like before World War Two. I don't know if Rav Baruch Ber could say that now. There are wars, but people are just killing each other in the streets. Crime. But why was there so? Because of the merit of tzedakah. It's a kind country. But you got to know one more thing. Tzedakah only gives you merits in this world. It could be good for them in this world. They'll be very wealthy, but in the next world, it's hard to know what's going to happen later on. Because remember, you got a lot of avaris. They're gonna have to be dealt with later. So it's like a person 
who has a terrible sickness, but he doesn't know he has it. Everything's great. But then the sickness comes. So when will people realize what the sickness in the next world? They're going to realize that's the problem. And finally, and to conclude, as we've said before, tzedakah is the ultimate marshal of unity of Hashem. When you take a, a, a dollar out and give it to somebody else, right? we say that your, your hand has five fingers. The letter, uh, let, let's, start back, let's start back it up. The coin is very small. Very small, it's like a dot, small. It's like the letter Yud, which is a very small letter. And you take that coin, you put it in your hand, five fingers, the Gematria of hay, Yud hay. okay? You spread out your arm, that's like a Vav, and it goes into the hand of the receiver, that's another hay. So at the time when we say this praise to David, of David HaMelech and this Miros, of the fourth leg of the chariot, which binds us, people living in this physical world, with the spiritual world, with Shekhinah and Kedusha. And we say, L'cha Shema Gedula, and all that, at that time, and then we emphasize, Va'osher Va'kavah, but the wealth and the honor is from you, and you rule over everything. That's the best time to give tzedakah and to bound the worlds. And that's the machshav you should have. You're bounding up the worlds, and once the worlds are bound up, then you're in a good position to... Say the Amida, say the Shema. And what good timing next week? The next topic is the Song of the Sea, which is next week's Torah portion. Perfect. So that will uh, we'll be finishing up Sukkot Zimba next week. Yes. <laughs>